This is Psalm 78, 1 to 8. Give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that we have heard and known, things that our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers to teach to their children, that the next generation might know them. The children yet unborn, and arise and tell them to their children, so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. And that they should not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation whose hearts was not steadfast, whose spirit was not faithful to God. Well, at this point in our service, let me say a big thank you to everyone who's been involved today, to all of our young people, to everyone who's taken part. Uh, We're so thrilled to have you take part in our service today, and we're thankful for all that you've done for us and how you've led us. Uh, Let me also say thank you to our Vibe leaders, to Paul and Grace, uh, Peter and Jane, Lynn, Kelsey and Lauren. We really appreciate their work throughout the year, and uh, they they put a lot of effort into Sunday evenings, and uh, we want to thank them. Uh, for all of their hard work this season. And we also want to thank you, parents, for sending your young people along to Vibe each Sunday. We really appreciate that and don't take that for granted at all. And we're just thrilled to have so many young people uh, here in Buchna. Uh, I want to tie things together this morning by speaking to you from Psalm 78. So if you have a pew Bible or, or a Bible with you, turn to Psalm 78. We read that passage earlier on. It's on page 488 of the pew Bibles. And I want to start by doing something slightly different. And I don't want you to freak out. It's going to be okay. This is going to be okay. I want you to turn to the person sitting beside you and talk about a question for 30 to 40 seconds, okay? So you've got to turn to the person beside you, talk about the question. The question is going to come up on the screen. Here's the question. Why do churches have groups or organizations for young people? So talk to the person beside you for 30, 40 seconds and talk about that question and come up with an answer. Okay, your time's up, time's up. Now, you'll be pleased to know I'm not going to ask for answers. I was tempted to ask for answers, but I'm not going to ask for answers. I would love to hear some of your answers afterwards. I think there's probably a variety of answers here in our meeting house today. Why do churches have groups or organizations for young people? It's good for them to socialize with other young people. It's important for them to have a framework for life, a way of understanding the world. It's helpful for them to know right from wrong from an early age. It's great to get them out of the house for a while, Sunday evenings. All of those things might be legitimate reasons for for a church to run groups and organizations for young people. But the main reason our church has groups and organizations for young people is so that they hear the good news of Jesus and come to trust in him. We believe that, that, that the message of Jesus is good news better than the best news you can ever hear. What's the best news you've ever heard? Someone has has got engaged, someone is having a baby, someone has passed their driving test. 
We believe as a church, as leaders in Vibe, that the message of Jesus is the best news you can ever hear. And that's why Vibe meets. That's why all of our organizations meet. The gospel is the best news this world has ever known. And we want children and young people to hear all about it. We also believe that the Bible commands us, not just tells us or suggests to us, the Bible commands us to pass on the gospel story to the next generation. And that's perhaps most clearly seen in Psalm 78, the passage that we had read for us earlier. Psalm 78 is an historical psalm. It tells us things about what God has done in the past for his people. He has preserved and kept them even when they didn't believe in him. And he's also helped them in that he has defeated their enemies. The writer of the psalm is clear in his purpose though. He puts the events of what God has done in the past down in writing so that the future generations of God's people might take the lessons to heart. And he has three main lessons for us. As God's people, we're to tell the next generation the gospel story and we're to do three things. Psalm 78 tells us that we're to grab the next generation with passion, we're to challenge the next generation with truth, and we're to amaze the next generation with God. Let's just take a few moments to think about those lessons. First of all, we're to grab the next generation with passion. More and more, people don't go to church out of a sense of, of a cultural obligation. And that's especially true for young people. For, for, for many of us here this morning, we go to church because we've always gone to church. But that's changing and the next generation isn't like that. Newer generations won't give Christianity a second thought if it seems lifeless, repetitive, and uninspiring. They'll only get serious about the Christian faith if it seems like something seriously worth their time. So churches can have formal services just as long as they don't do formalism. Churches can have casual services just as long as you don't approach your faith in a casual way. Churches can run a variety of services, but young people want to see passion. They want to see us do church and follow Jesus like we really mean it. The, the purpose of Psalm 78 is a passionate hope. So look at verses one to four again. It says, Give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that we have heard and known that our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. The psalmist is saying that the most important thing for the people of God is to tell the next generation about him. And if that's done in a drab, dry way, young people won't be interested. We're to grab them with passion. They need to see that God is the all-consuming reality in our lives. Young people want to see that our faith actually matters. They're like Ben Franklin when he was asked why he was going to hear George Whitfield preach. You don't even believe what he says, people told Franklin. To which he replied, I know, but he does. If our evangelical faith is boring to us, it'll be boring to others. If the gospel is old news to you, it'll be dull news to everyone else. If we're to grab the next generation with the gospel, we have to grab them with passion. And to grab them with passion, we must be gripped by the gospel story ourselves. The world needs to see Christians burning with a passion for God. So first lesson from Psalm 78, grab the next generation with passion. Second lesson 
from Psalm 78, challenge the next generation with truth. One of the great temptations for churches is to water down Bible content for young people, to keep things simple because we think that our young people can't cope with big doctrines and important truths. But we have a great group of young people who want to wrestle with truth And young people today actually want to hear the truth. The door is open like never before to challenge young people with good Bible teaching. People want to learn doctrine. They really do. Young people want to learn the truth straight up, unvarnished and unashamed. A few years ago, there was a survey done of people who attended church but who didn't have a church background. And one of the questions they were asked was, what factors led you to choose this church? The answers were surprising. 11% said worship style led them to their church. 25% said children and youth ministry. 49% said friendliness. The top two responses, though, were doctrine at 88% and preaching at 90%. When it comes to reaching outsiders, to reaching the next generation, bold, deep biblical teaching isn't off-putting. It's part of the solution. Our young people are really gifted and articulate. You've seen something of that this morning. They're more than capable of learning at school and they're more than capable of learning at church. We've had a great year at Vibe thinking about what the Bible is and how we can read it ourselves. And we've tried to challenge our young people with truth. Psalm 78 encourages us to do that. Tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord. We've been going over the big story of the Bible, trying to help them to see that the whole Bible points forward to Jesus. We've been giving them truth because shallow Christianity won't last in the coming generation and it won't grow. Cultural Christianity is fading. The church in the 21st century needs to challenge the next generation with truth. Grab them with passion. Following Jesus isn't boring. Challenge them with truth. There's truth that we can hold on to. And finally, amaze them with God. That's what we want to do with the next generation. We want to amaze them with God. What's the most amazing thing about God? Tempted to get you to discuss that with the person beside you. Well, what's the most amazing thing about God? Is it that he's the creator of all things? Is is it that he planned planned the history of this world from the beginning to the end? Is it that he's sovereign over all things that happen in our world today? All of those things are amazing. But the most amazing thing about God is that he is God and that he has saved us. The gospel isn't a message about what we need to do for God. It's a message about what God has done for us. That means that God is front and center of all that we do in Vibe, in our organizations and in our church. It means that we're going to talk to our young people about a God who is holy, independent and unlike us. A God who is good, just, full of wrath, but also full of mercy. A God who's sovereign, powerful, tender and true. A God whose love is lavish and free. A God who is worthy of wonder and fear. And in doing that, in vibe, in church, what's our hope? What's our prayer? It's verse 7 of Psalm 78. That they, the next generation, our young people, should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. So that's why our church has groups and organizations for young people. We want to grab them with passion because the message of Jesus has changed our lives and we want it to change theirs. We want to challenge them with truth 
Because we live in a world that says that you can, that you, you can be whatever you want to be and truth is whatever you want it to be. But there's actual objective truth for us in the Bible. And we want to amaze them with God because God is amazing. He has done something amazing through Jesus. He has loved us when we didn't deserve it. He has given us something that we can't earn. His son has died on the cross and his death deals with our greatest problem. Through the cross, he has wiped away our sin, our mess, all so that we can know and follow him. Let me finish by speaking directly to two groups. First of all, our young people, and it's kind of difficult because you're all down here. So I'll kind of look at the camera and you can look at the screen and know that I'm talking to you. First of all, our young people, as your leaders, we might not say this very often, but you are a brilliant group of young people. We love seeing you on a Sunday evening. We love chatting to you, hanging out with you. You might think we're a bit weird. You might think we're a bit old, but we do what we do because we want you to know Jesus. If you're following him as a young person, keep on going. Keep your hopes set on God and don't forget what he has done for you. If you're not following him yet, you can do that today. And if you're interested in doing that, speak to me, speak to one of the other leaders afterwards or this evening. We'd love you to put your hope in Jesus for the first time. Here's the second group, parents of young people who come to Vibe. We have groups and organizations for young people so that we can tell them about Jesus. But we also want you, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, friends, to come to know him as well. The gospel isn't just for young people, it's for everyone. And maybe you send your young person to Vibe on Sunday evenings and you're not really involved or engaged in the life of our church family. We want to grab you with passion as well. The gospel really matters to lots of people of all ages in our church family. And we want to grab you with the same passion. We want to challenge you with truth as well. Jesus has lived and died and risen again. The truth of the scriptures is too important to ignore. We'd love you to come and hear more about the truth of who we are, what the Bible says about us, and what God has done for us through Jesus in the run-up to Easter. And we want to amaze you with God. God is amazing because of who he is and because of what he has done. At Easter, we think about all that he has done for us. He has sent Jesus to die on the cross. That is amazing. That he would give his only son for people like us, you and me, is incredible. We want you to be amazed with God. We want you to trust the Lord, to come to know him, and to know the difference he can make in your life. So why do churches have groups, organizations for young people? Why do churches exist at all? So that we can grab people with passion, so that we can challenge people with truth, and so that we can amaze people with God. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you are amazing. We thank you that you've sent Jesus to die on our behalf so that we might go free. We thank you for all that you've done for us. And we thank you for giving us church. And we thank you also for giving us groups and organizations where we, where we can tell the next generation about all that Jesus has done. We thank you so much for Vibe, for all of our young people, for all of our leaders, and also for all of our parents. And we pray that you would bless our entire group and that we would follow Jesus with passion and that we would build our lives on the truth of his, on the truth of his word. Father, we thank you for our time together. We pray that you bless your word to all of our hearts and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.